Hi, this is Patty Lapone. This is Allison Janney. This is Matt Balmer. This is Donna Murphy. This is Nia Vardalis. This is Jesse Tyler Ferguson. This is Beanie Feldstein. I'm Octavia Spencer. This is Ben Platt, and you're listening to Little Known Facts with my favorite person on the planet, Alana Levine. A-OK. Welcome to Little Known Facts, a podcast where you will hear unfiltered, raw, honest, and uniquely funny interviews with artists you love as they talk about the art they love to make. I'm your host, Ilana Levine. If you know me, you know how obsessed I am with live performance. To me, nothing replaces being in a theater and the lights going down and the orchestra starts to play and that first moment of magic. And I know the way I feel about theater, some people feel about sports or opera or dance or comedy or food. And what if there was a place that you could go and find out which live events are going on near you that night, and then for a discount price, you can get off your couch, put down that clicker, and experience the magic that is live performance. Well, there is a place, goldstar.com. You just go to that website, you type in your city, and every amazing live event will be listed at discount prices. Theater, dance, comedy, film, food, concerts, sports, no more staying home. You are going to go out and build memories and experiences that expand your mind and heart through live performance with goldstar.com. Goldstar is in 26 cities around the country with over 8 million members already signed up to find out what event is going on near you. So go to goldstar.com. Get out of your house and build memories that are magic for you and your family. Expand your mind, expand your hearts. Go see live performance by using goldstar.com. Tell them Alana sent you. Hey, I heard you needed inspiration. He's Alana and friends with some revelations. Little known back to the day. Every little thing's gonna be a-okay. Hey everyone, new episodes of Little Known Facts drop every Monday and you can find them on your favorite podcast provider. Also, if you go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com, you'll find behind the scenes photos, videos, and interviews, and lots more on the gallery page. And if you are loving these intimate, candid conversations with all the artists who come on the show, please head over to the contributions page. I depend on these donations to continue to bring you these interviews every week. So if you love the show, please donate. Little known fact about my guest today, I had the distinct pleasure of meeting Shoshana Bean in her dressing room at the theater where she is performing Jenna in the Broadway musical Waitress and to have a conversation with someone in what is in fact their home or their artistic home brought a whole new level of intimacy and candor to the conversation and it was so much fun and I can't believe I get to share her with you in this way. So here is the lovely Shoshana Bean. A-okay. Hey, 
everyone. My guest today is Shoshana Bean, who currently stars in the musical Waitress on Broadway. Shoshana has had four independent solo releases top the iTunes charts in the U.S. and the U.K., and her album Spectrum landed her at number one, by the way, number one, on the Billboard Jazz charts. She made her Broadway debut in Hairspray and starred as the first replacement for Elphaba in Wicked. She starred as Fanny Bryce in Funny Girl and Cece Bloom in the new musical adaptation of Beaches. I saw her perform in the Encores production of the Jason Robert Brown song cycle Songs for a New World at New York City Center. I still have not recovered. She is one of the most extraordinary voices on the planet and and a heart to match. And I am so thrilled to welcome Shoshana to the podcast. Thank you. That's very sweet. So we had to cancel last week because I broke my tooth. I'm really sorry about that, but you've had another week of shows under your belt since then, so I feel like, oh good, we can talk with like an even longer history for you with the show. a whole other week has happened. Yes. Um, (laughs) I had the pleasure of seeing you. We're going to go back to the day you were born. We're going to cover a lot today. We have a long We have a long, oh, we can do it. We (laughs) can do it. 45 min, we got this. One Um, year per minute. Let's go. One year, boom. Um, But I just want to start with this. I'm not 45, by the way. No, you're not. That's what's incredible. I'm on my way. We're going to, well, everyone's on their way. (laughs) Some of us have stopped off and kept going. Um, Yes. But what I want to say is that it really was one of the most beautiful, deep, nuanced, hilarious performances I've seen. I've had the privilege of seeing this show more than once. And it is really incredible to see someone who took this on and really, I feel like, no one's else. No one else has done it before. Like you found your own Jenna completely. Thank you. How has it been to kind of? It's it's an iconic part already. It's kind yeah. of wild how that's happened. Um, how's it going? Oh, I'm having the time of my life, um, truly. And I think the gift was I didn't know anything about the show. I hadn't seen oh. anyone else do it. I hadn't seen any videos. I hadn't really heard the soundtrack even until the offer came in. And then right. I was like, well, I guess I better read the script and yeah. listen to the music before I before I even weigh a decision. But um, I think that's the gift. And so I just met this character for who she was on the page. And I mean, I haven't seen the movie either in a hundred years at least. Whenever it first came out, I think I saw it. So. 100 years ago. 100 years ago. <laughs> and so really whatever um, is is different that people are experiencing of what I bring is really just like no prior knowledge and just a a really authentic meeting of like where she where Jenna and Shoshana kind of meet in the middle where where is that is there a place that you kind of found like oh it's the crossroads of this and this yeah it's everything I don't think I think it's everything that exists in me that I don't lead with or allow myself to be in real life I think the parts that I've played and the parts that I'm uh, known for or or desired for are the bigger bodier strong um strong characters who have obviously you know beautiful vulnerable sides and opportunities to express that and expose that but none like this woman and so it's kind of the opposite of every instinct i have every reason why i feel uh people buy the albums or tickets to the shows or you know 
all of those reasons I, I feel like is, is, is the louder and the higher and the more decorated I go, the more interested they are. That seems to be in a world where you're looking at clicks and likes and responses, it feels like the more I do, the more people are responding. So it was really weird to come into this role and be like, and actually a friend of mine said to me, uh, this is going to be the complete opposite. Huh? It's going to be how little can you do? Like how human can you be in a, in a, you know, and, and actually Harvey was one of the people who was like, you are surrounded in this show by the big musical theater characters. You've got the, the wacky zany people all yeah. around you. You are not. Cause I think I said to him when he came and this was really early on in my run, I was like, Harvey ah, Firestein, uh -huh. sorry, mama Firestein. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I'm missing this laugh and that laugh. And he's like, your job is not to make yeah. people laugh. And I'm like, what? Well, that's, can I just say, I feel like from the moment the show began, it's like you dropped in, you know, it's like you dropped into something. It's almost like the anti, if we look at sort of what we think of as like Broadway musical types, it's like the antithesis of that, like in this kind of tsunami that goes on mm -hmm. around you of humor and love and compassion and tragedy and sort of all those things, there's this really grounded presence that is you and it was um well it's very stabilizing be... <laughs> for us like as oh, the audience that's what he told me he yeah. said we need you to be yeah so he'll be i hope he we need to send him this so that he knows that i achieved what he asked yes me <laughs> harvey this one that your you. experience was yes. that i achieved that because yeah he pointed that out to me which is very hard to see when you're in the middle of it and very hard to develop when when you get you know it just I wasn't thrown in. Obviously, I had four weeks, but yeah. there were a lot of sorry. No, um, that's okay. Details in this show, props and and things like that. So listen, uh, every time you put up a coffee cup on the right side of your head and sugar went into it, like all I thought is, please don't ever ask me to do this part because oh, it is way too many props I'm for Alana. Still making mistakes. I'm still <laughs> like, making mistakes. Well, a lot of people depend on every single move. It's uh -huh. kind of like that domino uh -huh. thing. Has that happened? <laughs> have there been moments where coffee cup was on the left and sugar got poured on the oh, right? Worse than that. Oh, Plates have gone flying into the front row. A mug, both a mug and a plate went flying into the front row. Gratefully, no one got hurt. I yeah. spill coffee probably nightly in the finale. Um, oh, yeah. I've gotten cherry pie all over my dress. Like, Great. if anything, you, I'm a waitress, though. So yeah. it's kind of like it doesn't matter. Like, I come off stage to my dresser and I'm like, I got, and she's like, You're a waitress. It's, it's okay. all good. It all right. Well, to go back, when you were saying before, sort of, I'm going to misquote you, even though it was a moment ago, but this idea of like, the more you do, the more colors you bring to something, the louder you are yourself, the more clicks, likes, buys, people show yeah. up. Yeah. So where did you grow up? Uh, the Northwest, Oregon, okay. Washington. Oh my God. The most beautiful part of this country. I'm biased, but yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm here to support that. Um, how did, I've asked a lot of people who sing, although very few sing like you, sort of when did they realize, like, I do kind of sing well, maybe better than other people, or I, mostly I love to do it. So when did you decide I love to sing? Oh, I think that was from day one. Yeah. I think that, that making noise and performing was sort of like, and loving music was just, I think I came out that way. And was music playing in your house? Always. Always. Okay. Mom and dad. Mom was an aerobics teacher, so there was always, you know. Playlists. Different. Well, we didn't have playlists. I guess she did back then. But there was vinyl, you know, so you changed the speeds on the vinyl. And there was, so she was like mostly the pop, the pop music of the time, disco and stuff like that. And then my dad was like jazz and soul and blues and like classic rock. And my grandmother at her house, the music was always playing was jazz and, and blues as well so okay. it was 
all over. Shoshana Bean, tell me mm-hmm. about your name. <laughs> well, my parents were hippies, is what I like to say. And they wanted an Israeli name and they wanted it to be uncommon. Okay. So I guess, I mean, obviously Shoshana in Israel. Well, not maybe not obviously, but. Well, we don't live in, but in right. Portland. In Israel, right. Shoshana is a super common name, but like as my Israeli friends have told me, like an old lady's name. Like it's a You're like Ida. I'm like (laughs) Ethel, basically, (laughs) in Israel. Um, I guess they've like modernized it by being like Shoshan. Right. That's like the way that, like if you're going to name someone uh, Shoshana these days, you drop the A at the end. That's cool So they just wanted something different and and Israeli. They wanted to- And Bean is your last name, for reals. For reals. Yeah. Do you have a middle name? The butchered at Ellis Island, as most were, but um, my middle name is Elise. Shoshana Elise Bean. Do you have siblings? No, I'm an only child. Okay. So early on, there was like noise coming out of your mouth, as you <laughs> describe it. The rest of us would call it gold. Um, My mom could tell you. Yes. And so you're constantly singing <laughs> mm-hmm. and there's music everywhere. So your grandmother, is this your mom's mom or your dad's mom? Dad's mom. mom. She's, uh, I would say, the reason I, I have the skill that I have and do what I do. Because Cause what she was, was a her singer. name? She, Marquita. Kita, oh, we called God, her. Beautiful. Um, but she was a singer. And so just, I would say, my earliest education of music and sort of that foundation and the love and the understanding of it. And that was kind of our connection. And, and, and she didn't pursue it or really, you know, she sang in the USO clubs when she was a teenager and then, you know, got pregnant with my dad. And then just as most women did back then, sort of gave up any dreams that they had to to be a mother and a wife and and I think that that ate her up for her mm. entire life I think there were I think she had bigger dreams and bigger desires and um so a lot of me feels you know proud and and determined to sort of carry that on where she you know did she, has she it. gotten to see you? Was she alive she, when you began this career in earnest? Yes. Uh, not, no. She died when I was in college. So really. Pre-Broadway. Pre-everything, basically. I don't know that she even ever saw, like, anything happen. But I do feel her all the time, so I know she sees. But also, you know, I was gifted um, right before my album Spectrum came out that... It came out in February. Oh, you so. mean the one that was number one? That one. Oh, yes, that's how, how funny. How I remember kind of you to we just remind talked the folks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's so, keep it there, people. Right before my yeah. number one jazz album came uh-huh. out, in December, I went home for the holidays and my uncle, who who was gifted or, or inherited my grandmother's massive record collection when oh, she wow. passed, he said, I found, it was, he like had it in a Ziploc baggie and he tossed this thing on the table and was like, I found these. I thought you might want them. And they were like old army vinyl like not even vinyl they were some type of weird almost like coated cardboard or something but they were records and they were her singing and no one knew they existed there had never been any discussion of these found them they play on my record player so we had them modern technology what was she singing what kind of stuff was she doing she's got stormy weather on there she's got uh oh god stormy weather is the only one i know off the top of my head because we ripped all these off the vinyl on and made them mp3s so i play them um, when I'm touring in my concert and give her sort of this is my way of giving her the opportunity to, like sing on these world stages like she sang at the Apollo when I did my Apollo release show um, when I tweeted earlier I was going to cry when I saw you what is it 10 minutes 10 minutes no in? you've made a strong 20 
okay. You're doing great. That is so beautiful. Yeah, it was super special. I actually can't take credit. I just wanted to share the recordings. Right. But when I did it for the first time was my LA release show at the the old Ace Hotel Theater, which used to be Charlie Chaplin's theater. And my dad was at the show and he came up to me after the show crying and was like, Thank you for giving my mom the opportunity to sing in a reel. And I was like, Oh, I didn't even Right. So then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. giving my grandma You're the welcome, opportunity Dad. to sing in all these venues. Yeah, yeah. Well, but you are. That What a beautiful, beautiful tribute to the person who, like, started it all. Yeah, totally. So were you doing shows growing up? Yeah, musical theater sort of ended up being the access for all this because I was dancing around the house and making, on, putting on shows and singing and all of that. And so the first thing my mom did was put me in dance class. And then the second was this community theater uh Troop performing troupe called the Capital Kids because we lived in Olympia, Washington, the capital of Washington. Aptly named. So the Capital Kids. Yep. And uh, that's where it started. And I just, it just, I loved theater, but mostly I just loved performing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So when you went to college, you pursued it. Mm-hmm. Did you think I'm going to go to school and do this professionally when I get out, or were you like, I'm no. going to keep this going while I'm in school? I, neither. I didn't think that I needed school for it. Oh. Um. And. So why did you end up going? You went to a well, conservatory? I, I knew that going to school wasn't, not going to school was not an option. In your family or just yeah. for yourself? No, my, I just, I just, for you the know you're just raised, like that's what's happening yeah. next. There was never a yeah. thought in my mind that I wouldn't go to college. There was a thought in my mind, if I'm going to, well, first I said, I'm going to University of Oregon. I'm going to take over my dad's business. That's what I'm doing. And Which my was? was like, he owned a, like an industrial supply company, like a true value, like hardware and pipe and steel, you know. Oh, so you know stuff. Sure. <laughs> I know the difference between a nut and a bolt. Well, that's a start. Good for <laughs> I you. I know what a conduit is. Okay. Um, so I thought you were going to say thought. something else completely. Keep going. <laughs> so this is a PG program. <laughs> it is now. Um, oh, if it's not, hey, I'll take <laughs> the lid off. Um, so my mom was like, are you sure that's what you want to do? If you get one shot, at, like, do you want to just at least try and I was like, oh, okay. So then my voice teacher at the time was like, these are the schools that do musical theater. And was this through high school or were you studying outside of school? Outside of school. Okay. Yeah, I had pri- a private voice teacher. Um, and she and I met because we had done this production of Sunday in the Park with George when I was like nine years old and had first moved to Portland. When my parents split, we moved to Portland. And I started studying with this woman. Also, the star of that production had been brought in from New York, Pam Myers, who was the original Another 100 People in Company. And the first graduate of CCM, where I ended up going. Okay. So when I'm looking at colleges, my voice teacher said, you know, and Pam made an indelible imprint on right. my life from These that are the, the angels yeah. along the way. And she said, you remember Pam? Who was it? How could I forget Pam? Yes. Yeah. She went to Cincinnati. And that was kind of the deal sealer for me. So um, I want to be like Pam. Yeah. Well, wherever she went, that would like, she was my idol. So yeah. sure. Um, and so between my mother saying, are you sure you don't want to pursue your dreams? And between knowing Pam had gone to this place and then I got in and then we visited and I was like, yeah, I'll go. I mean, I'm not going to last more than a year or two. Like, what can they possibly teach me about performing? Yeah. Like you either have it or you don't. Yeah. Like, what I've is done the... it. Then I got there. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, guess what? We're going to strip you down and we're well, going to yeah, start but, again. And everybody there was more talented than me. I was like, I thought I was a big shot. Do you know what I mean? And then I get there and. Because I thought I was special because I was trained to sing legit and belt. So right. I thought I had like lightning in a bottle. Well, every girl there was doing the same thing. So I, and had way more experience than me. So are there people that um, 
are there people that are working today that you went to school with that we yeah Leslie Kritzer in Beetlejuice love her Um, Christy Cates who was just in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Uh, Justin Patterson who's been in like 2,000 Broadway shows Um, who else was in our class Um, I'm blanking that's okay are there things that so you stayed for four years um <laughs> I stayed for all four years. And so are there things when you look back at that time, as I sit in your beautiful white soft dressing room, uh <laughs> that you <laughs> I'm sorry. I have like all I'm doing, I'm like I mean, I know you guys want to hear about Shoshana, but right now I'm just touching her white rug and everything's her... soft. The whole point it's is so... to make people comfortable so everything's furry. Yes, I'm like literally ridiculous. like, I'm sorry. I just need to like I'm touching it's things. It's working. <laughs> I'm touching all the things. <laughs> Are there things from that time when you look back that you're still using when you warm up or when you think about a part? Or was it training that's like it's in you and now you go back to just sort of Shoshana's instincts? I don't think any of that is in me anymore. I huh. think that it served me so well when I first got here. Like what? Starting what are out, things that you think of? Just the tenacity of? and the ferocity. They were so hard on me. Mm. And so coming here was like almost a piece of cake. There was nothing that could be said to me or done to me that would hurt as bad as what happened there. It's so funny you say that because I've had so many... I think you're like my 150th interview, um, although it feels like my first. That's what's so exciting. And and it's interesting because across the board, there are like, like Edie Falco was like, that I wish I hadn't gone. They decided who I was on day one, and I've sort mm. of been trying to recover. She, she had so such low expectations for herself based on her school experience. Mm-hmm. And then Danny Burstein is like, it was the best thing that ever happened. Like yeah. everyone, it's like a very interesting, the pendulum swings yeah. in all sorts of ways. And I think it obviously, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Yeah, and I, but I still find, you know, 20 years later, I'm, I'm still, and this brought up, getting this show and coming into this role brought up a whole other chunk of crap to be healed. Because while, like I said, the education itself, did what it needed to do to get me to this city and prepared to compete in this business yeah for sure um but it's a different ball game here and i learned that very quickly as far as like what it's like to do eight shows a week and what it's like to you know make it fresh every day and and what it's like to be a professional and a team player and mm-hmm. part of a cast and they don't teach you that real life stuff they teach you how to get here and get a job which is great right now here i am all these years later and i'm still remembering you know, and I I only say this because I hope some kid out there will hear this and this will resonate. Uh, give them liberate them uh-huh. because I it's still it's still re- I still hear it in the back of my head when they said to me on day one we did our diagnostic we go in to have a, a conference with the the head of the department and the first thing they said to me was like you know if you want to be an ingenue. Uh, at all you're gonna have to lose 20 pounds and you know and then I proceeded to play mostly character roles all through college and now I've you know this is now my third lead in a Broadway show and I've never played it like I've always these are all ingenues in my alphabet is an ingenue Tracy Turnblad is an ingenue Jenna is an ingenue and they're all non-traditional so I realize it's a different business and world and obviously the material is different than it was 20 years ago um but yeah, I Broadway just, has grown also yeah, in terms changed, of its sure. ability to and its inclusiveness. Yes. However, I just always want to drive the point home that like you don't yes, there's always room to be better. And yes, you know, sift through what your critics and and 
teachers and coaches and everyone has to say and, and see what really fits and resonates with you and be objective about it. You know, don't reject uh, people who are trying to help you better. However, uh, you don't have to change who you are to fit anything. Like there's always new material being written and there's always a need for exactly who you are. And think about all those people who are unique and where we would be without them. Bernadette Peters is not like anyone else. Billy Porter is not like anyone else. Patti Lapone is not like anybody else. These are the icons whose shoulders we stand on and they didn't alter one bit of who they were to fit some, you know, cookie cutter. And that's my only frustration uh, from from my from my college years is just like the 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 years and the joy that I feel like I allowed myself to be robbed of because I listened. Do you feel like you're going out and making your own work and creating your own music was greatly connected to this feeling inside or? That's a tough question. Yes and no. No, because after a w Wicked and Alphabet, I was yeah. like, oh, well, I, I did what I came to do here. Yeah, by There's the way. nothing more to do for me. I felt like I'm very much a, like a Virgo. I like to accomplish my goals, check right. them off the list, and move forward. Right. Start as Alphabet in Wicked on Broadway. Yes. Boom. In the one of the greatest female roles there's ever going to be, besides yeah. Fanny Bryce, like, and now Jenna, obviously. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. No, but I, you I did both of those. soon, because who knew something this beautiful was going to come along. Well, but at the time, yeah. in my world and what existed yeah. at the time, there's not anything else that I would want to do uh, besides Fanny Bryce. So I'm out. Yeah. And if something new comes up, you know where to find awesome. me. I can always get on a plane. Yeah. Um, and I think that insatiable desire to be accepted or loved or appreciated is what has has just remained from that is this insatiable or this kind constantly looking around like you sure it's me you like are you sure you, you want me or you know those kinds of things well let's Getting talk those... about one of the most uh celebrated writer composer piano player conductor lyricist jrb <laughs> so jason robert brown who yes. i had one of the most extraordinary conversations with on this I'm show sure. um uh live even imagine. live at city center Jesus, jason. um yeah yeah. You guys have um, a longstanding artistic uh, partnership that will go down in the books and in history as a great one. Like, truly, you guys have performed, I, I, I don't even know how many times. Um, you probably don't even know how many times at this point. Nope. How did that... Um, artistic love story begin mm -hmm. we were both doing a benefit out in LA he had we had he'd been in LA a minute I had just moved out to LA and like how long ago is this oh 2007 okay uh, and he had moved out there and I was just landing there and a mutual friend of ours was throwing a big benefit uh, and he performed and I performed and up until that point we knew who each other w mm -hmm. were but we had never connected or really aside from in an audition room like ever had a and so I you'd auditioned said, for him yeah mm -hmm. um so I can you imagine the opposite um <laughs> well I was just trying to understand like what okay yeah I would love to see the opposite and I think it yes. would never happen <laughs> so he uh yeah, so I don't remember. I think he just hit me up and was like, hey, you said you wanted to work together. Like, want to come 
do a concert with me. I got to do a concert at, I'm going to say our first concert was like at Pepperdine or something. And I was like, okay. And then it just went from there. And then I did the demo for uh, Bridges of Madison County. And then we just, it just works. When you meet like a soulmate in that way, it just, it's undeniable. And, and our, yeah, he's been one of the great gifts in my career and life as a friend, as I mean, singing his music is. <laughs> we'll talk about like something gift. that just fits. Like, yeah, um, I'm lucky like that. But it's challenging, right? Yes, but in, like, but again, it just fits. Like, it always challenges me, but not to the point of like, oh god. I mean, I think the only freaking song is that challenges me to the point of like, can I do this as Flag Maker? Like, that was a nightmare. But you did it. it wasn't, Learned you know it. I mean, when it's not written for you, yeah. Like, we please. This is the oh, yeah the nightmare. But you did it. I mean, <laughs> I cannot believe how many lyrics to songs you probably have in your head right now like if you think of your head as a little computer like that's insane to me that's true plus a whole new musical yeah (laughs) just by the way just by the way I never thought about it like that they just come to you when you need them I'm surprised I can even remember all four of my albums sometimes someone will request something at a show and I'm like how's it go yeah how's it start yeah right what's the next part Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you love it when someone in the audience can tell you? It starts like I this. Do love that. It must be an incredible feeling. One of the best. One of the best when people sing along to your stuff or I do these request sections in my concerts and uh I'm usually it's like, Oh yeah, everyone's gonna ask for Defying Gravity, everyone's gonna ask for Don't Rain on My Prayer. I mean, you know, these are the things that are at stars that the you're known now, for. These yeah. are the ones they're gonna ask for. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a whole request section of my stuff and I'm like this is so rad yeah it's, it's a great feeling it's a great so feeling. you were Adina's understudy standby yeah and so can you tell people the difference between a standby and an understudy because if you're not on Broadway people are not sure what the distinction is understudies are in the show uh they have their own track they're usually an ensemble track or a smaller you know some kind of a supporting role track and they're the second usually the second to go on uh standby their only job is i'm shocked that jenna doesn't have a standby actually it's so strange but um usually for a role of this size and the size of alphaba and glinda there's just a person designated in the building who's plain clothes up in their dressing room chilling within a five block radius generally who is their only job is to go on for that role. So if, if something happens to Adina in the middle of the show, uh, as it did, then I get green really quickly and then I go on. So were you at the theater the night something happened to I her? Was, or were you nearby? You were there. two days before I was supposed to take over. So we were up. The Gershwin is a massive structure. It has its own rehearsal studio upstairs. So we were in the rehearsal studio, me and the stage manager, just reviewing, I guess. So you I'd already meant been on. to take over. Yeah, but I'd already been on like she'd had a vacation and she had to had some sick days. And so I'm not even sure why we were doing it. We were just reviewing stuff and someone came up and... Because you're a professional. Right, because I'm constantly preparing. <laughs> exactly. Never enough rehearsal for no, Shoshana. No, me in. Come on, so, guys. So One more time. Someone came up to get the stage manager and was like, yo, something's wrong. Yo. Yeah, they were like, you need to come downstairs. And so what had happened? You know, someone made the wrong call. She got hurt. The call. She felt she was not throwing door. up. She no, fell. She broke her ribs. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so who was Glinda at that point? Jennifer Laura Thompson. OK. Oh, and Joey Mack was Fierro. Yes. And uh, who you are reunited with the show stopped for like 45 minutes. And in my mind, I'm like, there's no way they're going to continue. There's five minutes left of the show. There's no way. 
And sure enough, after 45 minutes, it felt like an eternity. They're like, Shana, go get ready. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, I'm going to do the bow? <laughs> Basically, I <laughs> came out of the trapdoor. I kissed Joey and we bowed. Like, it was the weirdest thing. And it, we got ready in seven minutes. That's incredible. So what, did they have, like, Slapped spray the green paint? On. Like, no, they just slapped it on. Wow. Hands, chest, face, threw the wig on, and threw the black dress on. It was just, like, the quickest, weirdest <laughs> And then, and then you started the job two days earlier than you expected that night. That was a matinee. So that night. So that, (laughs) what is in your cup? It's water, but it's like, that's a thick water. Here's the opening. There you go. So Shoshana can sing. She does whistle notes, but try to like get her to figure out a drink cup. Open a thermos. Not easy. Okay, so before we finish, because I want you to be able to do all the things that you have to do to do the performance that I saw that has stayed with me and marinated in me in such a beautiful way. Can you? um, One of the things that my listeners just love because it's so humanizing, it's aspirational and inspirational at the same time, is hearing audition stories from the people they admire. Uh, that have stayed with you all this time. Can you think of something? Most of my auditions, I mean, most of my auditions are just bad. Like, I just have never been a great great auditioner unless it's the right show for me or the right material. So I have two that come to mind. One was one of my very first auditions in the city was an open call for Civil War. And I went in and I sang my song from Sideshow, which was like my go-to 16 bars, Who Will Love Me As I Am, singing Alice's top part, of course. And at the end of the audition, Dave Clemens got up from the table and walked over to me and he was like, I I gotta be honest, I don't have a part for you in this show, but you are so extraordinary, I'm not gonna forget you. And sure enough, he called me in for Godspell and Godspell was my first gig in the city. So that I just say like, just show up, don't let, don't type yourself out, like let other people just be let people see you right and um how long was it in between the civil war audition right but he really remembered and he wasn't just saying it no uh no and i think you know you have to you have to hold some power there and know that like if you're the one like they win too yeah you know they're not not looking for the one they don't not want you to be it they they need you to be it because dave clemens finds the perfect person for the show you know or rachel or whoever it is now you know like they win too you know and and Jeremy, my co-star Jeremy Jordan and I were talking about this the other day. We were talking to another castmate about the humanity of what we do. And people are just people at the end of the day and appealing to people's humanity. Like, you know, these people want to place people and help you move your life and your career forward. They, you know, they're not against you. It's not you against them. It's like. But it feels so hard when you walk into a room where it does, but it I feels want... like a judge's bench and we're on the other side. It's, it's hard. a perspective though. Yeah. It's got, but it's within your power to shift. And I always tell students like, if you can just walk in that room knowing like, forget the job just know that you can go in that room and for 16 bars maybe you can change someone's day yeah like maybe you can sing something that turns their spirit around like you have no idea we just let ourselves be robbed of that power um when what we do is so powerful so i try to find ways for you know a shift in perspective is like it leaves room for like miracles to happen so do you still audition no no no, certainly not. I haven't auditioned for... in a very long time. Yeah, I don't even remember. Every once in a while, I'll put myself on tape for something, but being in a room for something—it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, so, how did this process begin for you? You got an offer, and then who put you into the show? 
the lovely stage manager, Tom. Uh-huh. And so the cast. <laughs> and Andrew, the dance captain. Right. And how long did you have? I had three and a half weeks. And did you watch it at all when you got the job? Did you come watch I it once it or twice? one and a half times. I tried not to because, again, like at this point when you're replacing, it's it's so hard not to get stuff on you. It's so hard not to, you know, and I'm a, I'm a mimic and I'm, I learn aurally. Uh, so I didn't want to pick up any of the rhythms of what was going on. I wanted to come really fresh. So it was important to Tom that I watch the show and see it. So I did that. And then I came back one other time to see some, some mechanics of, of all the props and plates and yeah, pies. Unbelievable. Um, That's the best part. But other than that, I just tried to stay away and, and, and sort of develop my own process. Yeah. Well, I cannot thank you enough. We've been trying to do this for a long time. You are all over the country, all over the world performing. Mm. And Broadway is lucky to have you back I'm for so happy a minute. Back. Thank and you. And just for us to get to see you up there. And the night I came, uh, one of the actors was jumping over a chair and oh, like yeah. really had a moment. There have been some <laughs> things and I thought you guys are so present and there with each other. You can laugh oh when gosh. things happen. Yeah. Well, how do you get it together when you're laughing? Oh, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible. Do you like try to put your fingernails into your palm or do you like how Great, do you get through gratefully, it gratefully I'm surrounded by people who are way more professional than me so I just like Jeremy does not break um, and I laugh at him all the time but I just look in his eyes and he's not breaking and right. so it pulls me back but right. I can be I can very easily be broken. Well, it's kind of amazing because when Jeremy was on my show, he was just finishing American Son. And we were talking about like, what's the next musical going to be? Do you miss singing? Yeah. And he didn't know. He had no idea. This all happened really fast for both. Yes. So well, you guys have something special together up there. This whole cast. So lucky to do this with him. So I just want to tell you, I knew Adrian and Shelley, and so to see what has become of this beautiful movie she wrote. And I originally met her because I did a play that she wrote where I'm on a date with someone who can't hear music, and it was the. Like she was like, I cannot be with someone who can't hear music. It's like, incredible. But I just as I sit here talking to you and I think about like who could be more the opposite of someone who can't hear music? Like you are music. And I just wanna say yes, I was gonna cry on your show. It is really it like for those of us who knew her, for those of us who have had the privilege to see you in this show, I can't imagine anyone doing this part in a way that would give her more pleasure you are extraordinary in it you are music and I get to tell you that in person and I thank you so much for coming on this podcast and thank sharing you. your story thank you're welcome you. you're so sweet. well all right we did it <laughs> I appreciate it it probably recorded let's make the wind blow If you want more information about my guests, go to the website, littleknownfactspodcast.com. I also wanted to tell you that there is now a new addition to the website. It is a button that says contributions. This podcast is a true labor of love, and I really, really want to keep doing it for a long time. So if you like listening as much as I love to do it, please feel free to contribute. It would mean the world to me. Also, on Twitter, you can find me at Alana Levine. Instagram is Little Known Facts Podcast, and on Facebook, Little Known Facts Podcast. You can also feel free to rate and review the show on the iTunes show page. 
This podcast is recorded at Hangar Studios in New York City. Do you believe in stories? I know I do. Do you feel like there is more to your story? Personally, I feel like there's more to every story. And I got some good news. There's this great company called the Pocket Media Group, and they can help you find the more in your story and tell it so it connects to the people you most want to reach. They specialize in video, photography, writing, design, branding, and strategy, all the pieces you need to start something new or polish up something old. And they understand that story, whether it's a photograph, a video, or words on a page, powerfully connects people and ideas. So whether you're a not-for-profit, a company, or just good old you with an idea, whatever your story, mission, or message, reach out to the people at The Pocket Media Group at www.thepocketmediagroup.com and let them help you start telling your story. Because look, we know there is definitely more to your story. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.